Triple M footy. Hey guys, Elliot Lovejoy with you. Uh, today we are going to be sitting down with a man that has had, uh, I suppose, somewhat of a breakout year in the NRL. An unfortunate end to the year with him, but after a lot of controversy early days and heading off overseas and a little bit of time at the Tigers, he seems to have found a home at the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Jackson Hastings, really appreciate your time, brother. I don't know if you've had time to reflect this off-season yet, but would you rank this as one of your happier years in rugby league? First of all, thanks for having me on, bro. I've been uh, I've been dying out for someone to talk footy with me. I've been sitting on my backside for three and a half weeks now, just begging for someone to get me on. So, yep. nah, firstly, I appreciate you having me on. Secondly, yeah, it'd certainly be one of the happiest times I've had in the NRL, that's for sure. Uh, so far throughout my journey, it's been very much like this. And um, obviously went overseas a couple of years ago and, was very fortunate to fall on my feet with two clubs that um, not only did I have a lot of success at, I found a lot of people that cared about me and helped me with my football. So mm-hmm. coming back to the NRL, I thought I found a home at the Tigers. Obviously, it wasn't to be. Um, things happen. Business happens. I've been a part of that um, on numerous occasions now. And uh, to end up at the Knights at a club that like really wanted me, um, I knew from the, the get-go when I met Pari and Adam, they really wanted me to do a specific job to help unlock certain people within the team. Um, I feel like that's the strongest part of my game is – um, trying to elevate people around me. I'm not saying that I'm the best at doing certain things, but I feel like a strength of mine is certainly um, helping people around me get in positions where they can uh, thrive. And mm-hmm. um, hopefully I've done that this year. I've, I've really embraced what the town's about. Um, I'm from Wollongong, so I, I kind of half understand the area, how knowledgeable the fans are, how passionate they are and uh, what they did for us as a as a like community this year brought us together as a team, and we we really wanted to pay, play for them. Sorry, yeah, and they really come and supported us too. So um, it was a fantastic year, but at the same time, we feel like we left a few games out there that would have given us a crack at the top four, and then we're obviously disappointed that we didn't continue on in the season. It was just a bridge too far going over New Zealand. They were flying, and yep. full credit to them, but. Uh, we need to keep the nucleus of this team together and keep building and not be happy with a fifth place finish. We need to finish higher and our eyes are on the premiership. So um, hopefully we can go a couple of games better next year and it starts in the preseason in a couple of weeks, which is um, exciting. We'll, we'll look at a bit of a timeline and from you know the moment you left the Tigers to arriving in Newey, leaving the Tigers. And, and this was, I mean, this one for a lot of Knights fans and Tigers fans too felt lastminute.com, uh, the clamour swap to the Tigers, Jackson Hastings to the Knights after all the talk was about Luke Brooks maybe going to Newcastle. How did yep. that come about and, and what is your relationship like with those that are still at the Tigers at the top? Well, talk about lastminute.com. I just moved to Cronulla probably a month before I – so I was travelling from Wollongong to Concord every day, which is – in the morning, probably an hour 15 on the way home. It can be anywhere between an hour and a half and two and a half hours, depending on traffic around that sort of area and depending on what time we finish. So um, it was a tough carry. I eventually bit the bullet and moved to uh, Cronulla. I'd lived there for, yeah, about a month, maybe five weeks max. And, um, yeah, I kind of just sort of found out – well, I didn't find out. I saw a tweet um, just off a random person talking about maybe it was getting discussed about a player swap or – Certain people um, being unhappy with me for whatever reasons that you know are out of my control. I I don't didn't really buy into it, and then um, kind of got a call off my management, and um, it all become real really fast. And yeah, I don't know, mate. Honestly, I don't know. It just sort of like happened in maybe three days. Um, the ball got rolling, and then it just became faster and faster. And then 
Um, they were obviously looking for an experienced middle and someone to help lead their their younger superstars that they got in that team. They got some fantastic young kids, the Tigers coming through, especially in their pack. Um, so Clem offered that experience, I guess, and and uh, a calm head in a team that probably needed it. And then um, Knights were obviously looking out for a halfback uh, ever since Piercy had left and uh, meeting with Adam, my skill set sort of fit the build of what he was looking for. And mm-hmm. um, it sort of all just got nodded and handshaked and all that sort of stuff and just got done overnight, mate. So there wasn't really too much planning or detail that went into the whole thing. And I, I think if you ask Clem, he probably didn't really know either. It just sort of like click of the fingers and it happened. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. I, I can't speak on behalf of uh, David, obviously, but uh, from my point of view, I probably landed at a place that wanted to utilise me in in a way that I wanted to play, I guess. Um, I wanted to play in the halves if I could. Um that wasn't the be all and end all if I couldn't, but um, the opportunity come to help lead the side around. And then when I looked at the roster with some of the stars I had here, I knew that that would make my job easier if I was to commit to playing halfback. And um, yeah, sort of fell on my feet. And you know, I enjoyed my time at the Tigers. Obviously, um, didn't have the best ending to the year. We got the wooden spoon, which is extremely disappointing. But that club made me feel really welcome. They were the ones that gave me the chance to come home from England. Um, really close with a lot of fans there. There's a young fan that comes to um, it goes to every Tigers game. He's a diehard Tigers fan, but he also comes to my games and I get him in the sheds and I'm trying to sway him to become a Knights fan. He won't break. <laughs> he loves the Tigers more than anything, but I've met some really good people through that club that I care about and um, there's a lot of young talent there that I want to see be successful and there's a lot of people I care about that are still playing there that I'd love to see get results too. So, look, I, the relationship with people higher up is just, it is what it is. It's business. So I suppose they were looking after what they th- thought was best for their club and they didn't see me fit. So, mm. I've been through that much from my from my life and, and especially my footy career that, like, I don't hold grudges, man. Like, it's just, it is what it is. It's part of what I do as a living and, I mean, if I held a grudge for every time something didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, I'd <laughs> I'd be a pretty angry person. So, yeah, no, it is what it is, and I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in at the Knights and hopefully can stay here for the rest of my career. That'd be ideal and, and bring a trophy back to Newcastle. So when was the moment, uh, you know, once you you were off to Newcastle, I, I'd, and tell me if I'm wrong, I would assume that you probably had a couple of moments of how in the hell has this happened after I feel like I was probably one of the better players at the Tigers that year. When, when was the moment, if you can remember it, that – maybe excitement took over that maybe you looked at the roster and thought okay we can do something here well the initial response was like I was devastated um I was really devastated like with some of the things that got reported I just thought like how can this happen again um and look like I've put myself in situations in the past there's no doubt where I've had to take ownership of being a certain way and doing a certain thing and and I've always done that I've never blamed anyone for what's happened to me I'm the first one to always put my hand up but this time around, a few things that got reported, I was just kind of like, oh, you know what? It's were not there, my place were there to lies? comment. Were there lies going around? Oh, no, no. I'm, look, I'm not going to call anyone a liar. That's yeah, yeah. not, I'm, as I said, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally would disagree with some of the things that, that come out, but I'm not going to sit here and say people are lying. Mm-hmm. Like, people have different opinions on people. Like, I have opinions on people. They obviously have opinions on me everywhere you go. So, I mean, my first initial emotion was sadness because I wanted to be there. I, my whole thing about going to the Tigers was obviously playing under Madge and that didn't work, but it was also to like help the club go forward and, and be a part of the team that makes finals and be be a part of the team that becomes successful there. So I was really driven on doing that. And then, yeah, to find out that I wasn't needed or wanted or whatever the, the, the words were, um, 
yeah, I was I was pretty heartbroken. I wasn't dirty on anyone. I was just more like, oh, this has happened again. It's going to be uh, a chance for people to hammer me again. Um, and like, I can cop it. Like, mm-hmm. I like giving it back on Twitter and stuff. It's actually you, quite you're fun very good sometimes. At that. You're very good at that. Yeah. When some people, well, when some people uh, write factually incorrect things and say things about you that are way off the mark, I feel mm-hmm. like I've got every right to respond in a manner that isn't disrespectful back to them, but just mm-hmm. correcting a few of the silly things that they say. So. Um, yeah. And then after the overriding emotion of feeling sad, that's when I started to deep dive into what Newcastle had there. And then I looked at KP, I looked at Dom Young, I looked at Bradman Best, I looked at Dane Gagai, I looked at the, uh, Tyson Frizzell, the Saifidi brothers, Jaden Braley, um, Tyson Gamble, competitor, I'm best mates with Adam Clune, so I get the play of him. Leo Thompson was emerging, Adam Elliott, Jack Hevington. Like I looked at the roster and I was like... I hope I haven't left anyone out there, by the way, so um, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect any of my teammates. But uh, I looked at the roster and I was just like, there's a there's a squad here if we can get it right. And although we didn't start like a house on fire, during the preseason, I, I just had this real good feeling. Like our coach, Adam O'Brien, just instilled so much belief in this playing group and gave us a style. Blake Green and Adam, Adam O'Brien gave us a style that suited what we had. And I think we saw the, thr- the fruits of that once we all were fit and healthy and on the field the last 10 weeks. So... Went from sad to excited and then obviously had to get straight into work, which mm-hmm. was um, which was pleasing, man. Round two, I think it was, when um, Carlin suffered a pretty horrific uh, head knock. I yeah. think it was against the Tigers. Um, yep. The, the following week, you mentioned that man's name, Tyson Gamble comes into the side and, and competitor is probably a good way to sum him up. But I like to, and please don't take, There's this, a few in, ways. Don't take this in the wrong way, but I, I like yep. to think of that night spine at times as the misfits. These are blokes that, that maybe at other clubs or, or whatever, maybe people didn't think they were the right fit. Maybe people didn't think they yep. were talented enough. But something between you and Tyson seemed to click, mate. What was it? <clears throat> Probably because we're the same person, I think. Um, we sit next to each other in the locker room. He's as mad as a cut snake, mate. He really is. And I feel like he'd probably say the same thing about me. Um I don't know. When you, I think in, in life, especially sport, when you find someone that, like, believes in the same things as you do in terms of how the, the game's meant to be played, who competes hard like you do and and like doesn't really care about the flashy moments, like isn't too fussed about throwing the last pass or isn't too fussed about scoring the try, but when it happens you can feel the emotion. Like this this means something to him. And I knew that straight away. Like as soon as he stepped out on the trainer field, I knew that being a part of the Knights team meant something to him and it meant a hell of a lot to me as well. So yeah, I don't know. Once KP went down, which was shattering, obviously, but once we just put our heads together and I knew he was going to be my halves partner for a long time, we just come up with a structure that suited myself and him. And we just played both sides of the footy. We both defend well as halves. We're both big bodies, so we're not like I'd like to think we're not spots. Some teams might think that, but um, and we just compete. Like you know, I'd say we're we're very we're very disrespected to be honest, myself and Tyson and. I know he come out and said what he said, but for me, it just is what it is. Like I think you can use that disrespect as a bit of motivation, and yeah, you know, like if people don't rate us, that's on them. But I know within our four walls, the people at the top of our club, and and most importantly, our teammates and coach believe in us, and and that's all you need as a player. You just need the people within your four walls with that roof over your head to believe in what you've got, and. Um, I think we earned that through our training in the preseason, mate. You know, those sessions on a Saturday when it's 31 degrees, you do a lot of running and then you go into 13 on 13 contact blocks, like full game mode and 
you see your half and your five eight flying out the line trying to make a difference or diving on a loose ball or doing getting down and dirty, I think. And I think that game, the respect of our forward pack, first and foremost, you know, the boys always laugh. I always sort of find myself in the middle, <laughs> defending on the try line and out of position. And uh, Leo Thompson just laughs and just goes, well... He's six foot one, 102 kilos. You can you can stand there and defend. He, that, he doesn't even try and move me out the way, so it's quite funny. But, yeah, we just two peas in the pod. Love yep. our footy. Love Newcastle and love getting down and dirty. So I think it just worked, man. Um, you got Jack Cogger coming along next year. He's now won a, a yep. premiership with Penrith. Your great mate yeah. Adam Clune heading overseas. Is that just welcome competition or, or, I suppose, welcome depth to the club? Oh, mate, 100%. I think he's the only one in our squad that's won a comp. So yeah. I'm, I'm in no position to... Uh, to say anything, I mean, it's 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 fantastic for the club. Like, you don't ever want to be settled, especially in a position that we played. You you want to be pushed every week, and, and you don't want to be guaranteed anything. I know there is certain people in the comp that are walk-up starts, and as you kind of touched on before, me and Tyson probably aren't that, which is great. Like, um, you know, I, I don't expect to, to play every week. I expect to earn my spot like everyone else, and, and I'll fight for that in the preseason, and, and whatever comes will come. I know that if, for some reason, if myself or Tyson aren't in the halves, you know, it'll hurt, but we'll we'll take it the right way and work to get back in there. And I suppose Jack's the same. I've known Jack for a long period of time. We've played um, some junior rep stuff together. We've roomed together when we were younger, and he obviously played fantastic in that grand final. Full full credit to him. The way he um, straightened the attack for Penrith and opened up the space for Cleary, who played on that second layer, which I haven't seen too much of. Cleary's performance at second receiver, geez, it impressed me, man. Like, I'm used to say, seeing him dominate on the footy, but the way he got two passes wider and he got outside the back rower and created space for Crichton and Edwards and people like that was was really impressive too. So, yeah, Cogs is a welcome addition to our squad. He's going to bring a lot of class and obviously experience now in big games, which is what we need and, and which is what we want and we want to fight fight for positions and, and no one will be comfortable too. So, no, nah, it's, it's, it's a good signing for the club and um, looking forward to, to picking his brain. Obviously, he's played with some great players and I'm sure he'd be willing to learn more and more and, um, yeah, we'll fight out for the jerseys and, May the best man win, and it'll help our club move forward, which is great. We'll go through a couple of the other boys coming along later on, particularly two of the Pommy yep. lads that are super talents. But before we get there, yep. uh, let's highlight a couple of players uh, from your team this season. I know he's finally getting his chocolates, but uh, criminally underrated for a long period of time, Phoenix Crossland. What, what can you say about the season he had? Yeah, um, I mean, when I first got to Newcastle, the amount of grief you'd cop on social media, and I, I kind of couldn't understand it. It's not like I kept a close eye on um, Newcastle from afar or anything like that. I was obviously focused on my own club and coming to the preseason, I just remember, um, geez, he's fit. Like, I just remember watching him train. I was like, this bloke, you know, when people say they've got that dog in him, like Phoenix has got that dog in him. Like the the way he trained, his rig, like he's probably deceiving with the long blonde hair and the curls. He's a good sort. Looks like a sweetheart. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I'll ask, I'll ask me or his partner if he's a sweetheart. I don't know about that. But he um he was grinding in the preseason, man. I was really impressed. Like his dedication to his craft. You know, he had to play in numerous positions in the preseason. I remember he trained at lock. He trained at hooker, 5'8", halfback. Never complained. Just did his job. Fittest, strongest. Like he, he was really, really good. And I remember one day he trained at hooker. Um in the opposing team, obviously Brails was our nine. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him after, I said, you look really comfortable there, mate. Like, have you ever played much hooker? He said, oh, I've played a bit, like come off the bench, blah, blah, blah. And I went home that night and I was like, oh, I reckon he'll make a good hooker. And not knowing what would, would come, and I'm not just saying this because he had a breakout year and he was outstanding, he, he would be able to relive this conversation too. And as he went on and 
unfortunately, Bales went down again, which was like horrific. It was mm-hmm. hard to watch. It was, you know, he's our captain, he's our leader and influential in the way we attack. I was like, oh, it's going to be a big hole to fill. And then, yeah, Phoenix stepped up and did more than an admirable job. I uh, was going to get picked for the Kiwis if he didn't get injured. So I think that just, just shows what, what year he had. And I'm really happy for him. And that's another position that we're going to be fighting it out for. Hooker, mm-hmm. half, 5'8". It's, it's, it's great, mate. It's great for the club because the best clubs have that competition and um, now we've got that at Newcastle and he's a Newcastle player, man. Tough, unrelenting, robust and yep. yeah, does the job for us. How hard is that? And I know you played a little bit of lock at the Tigers. Um, you know, yep. at, at, I suppose the height of your powers to be asked in a way to swap positions. A couple of examples, uh, Billy Walters. I know he had to have a frank conversation with his dad in the off-season. His dad basically said, mate, if you want to be a Bronco, you're going to have to become a nine. And he's made an yep. unbelievable fist of it. Uh, Phoenix, Killed not it. a yep. dissimilar story. Yeah. Yeah, I think Phoenix sort of had an idea that he wanted to play 14. If I, like, I'm not trying to speak on behalf of him here because I don't obviously know the, mm-hmm. the ins and outs. Um of it, and I, and I don't feel like I should know those conversations. But from what I gathered, talking to him away from footy, he's he was trying to lock down that fourteen role, um, and then yeah, the the spot opened up for him, and he brained it, man. Like uh, what he did, like so. The thing that impressed me about Phoenix was like you watched him play the way he led the line and his contact and just his like kick pressure, diving on scraps, getting split and getting up, like chasing back. Looking out on his feet, then coming up with a play where you just sit there and clap your hands. Like mm. I can't speak highly enough of the kid, man. Like he, um, he's going to be a fantastic player for a long period of time, and I'm glad he's on our team um, because there's there's some tough plays in the competition, and pound for pound, Phoenix would be up yep. there for sure. So, oh. full credit to him, and um, just goes to show that you don't have to start your career like a house on fire. You don't have to be a big household name early, but if you've got a bit of ticker and you've got something about you, and you've got a good character and you work hard, you can make whatever you want of yourself, and that's what he's done. So. Hopefully he gets to pull on a Kiwi jersey in the near future because I want to um, I want to see him go at it. Well, a couple of other individuals will obviously look at KP's unbelievable back half of the year. But before we get there, a man that earned a, a debut in the Origin Arena this year, and I know he's a good mate of yours, Bradman Best. Now, you said before, um, one of the, the things that Adam O'Brien, the coach, spoke to you about when you joined Newcastle was he wanted you to help unlock players, and you feel like that's a good skill set of yours. Was Bradman yep. one of those players? Yeah, oh, certainly, man. Like, I just looked at him and just thought, like, this is untapped potential. What he's got, like, he's got a gift where he can, ex- like, he can be mid ninety kilos, built like a brick. You know what? Mm. His nickname's Brick too, so he'll probably like that <laughs> rap. Um, and run the hundred in 11, 10, 11 seconds, and just accelerate off the mark like that. Like, mm. it's scary how. Like, if you watch a couple of highlights of our games when Kalen or Dom makes a break, oh, well, someone makes a break on the left-hand side, and you'll see everyone trying to keep up, and he'll just zoom past everyone and just score. Like, he's just so fast and gifted. But what impressed me about Bradman was, like, he went to Bali, got his big leg sleeve, and everyone was like, what's going on? He come back. He was in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. He's he was got to the go trainer every year, the, doesn't he? You'd be telling yeah, me every buy year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every buy, every off-season, every time. He actually bought a villa <laughs> over there and helped build one for that young fella. So, yeah. like, he... He's a good person at heart too, Bradman. He's a, he's a champion kid, man. Um, like being around him, like spending time with him. He's uh, got a good energy and good vibe about him. But he just come back to preseason. He was winning the 1.2K time trials. He was smoking everyone in the gym. He was killing it in left feet, right. Like everything he'd done, I was like, wow, he's in for a big year. Everyone could feel it. And um, yeah, GC produced. GC was good this year for us. Um, 
well well earned um, origin appearance. Probably unlucky not to play for Australia at the end mm. of this year, but um, what is he about eighteen years old? He's got the <laughs> he's got the world at his feet. He has got the world at his feet, man. Um, yeah. And hopefully he's a knight for a long period of time because he's someone that the club can build around and um, be a marquee man here for 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 a long part of his career. Hopefully, we do need to have a conversation around. What Kalen Ponga did in the second half of the year for you, and I know yep. you're playing alongside him, you're on the field, but for us punters watching, I yeah. personally would rate that as maybe the greatest individual back half of the year I've, I've ever seen. Your yep. thoughts? Just how special is this man? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's gifted, man. He's gifted. He's just got that He's got that it about him. Like He's got the funky tattoos. He wears like mad stuff around in public that I would never ever dream of wearing. He's <laughs> he's got the money. He's got everything. He's got yeah. the looks, the footwork, just looks good in anything. But what he's got that is underestimated because of how like casually looks to the exterior on social media and he's does his TikTok dances or whatever it is about KP, one thing is he's so committed. Like he is so committed. I'm talking about Phoenix and Brabham and all these hard workers. No one works as hard as Kalen. Mm. No one dedicates their time more than Kalen and I'm glad people got to see that towards the back end of the year because, you know, he had an inconsistent run. He's been injured, obviously head knocks, shoulders, whatever it may be, but he got a clear run at the back end of the year and you could just t- tell he had that steely look in his eye. Um, he was leading the chats at training. He was leading the fitness at training. He was leading everything. And then when it was time for go time, he was our man. You know, he um, stood up in the big moments when games were on the line. I know for a fact he made everyone in our team feel way more comfortable than probably what they felt previous because he he just had that like that sparkle in his eye that you just knew that he was on and uh, a couple of games that I'd kick to him he'd run he'd run it straight back and nearly break the line you'd go geez like yeah he's ready to go and then just out the back of shape just icing all the all, all the big moments for us he was spectacular man like I mean I could sit here and talk about him all day he's had mm. so many good things said about him but the one thing about KP that I love and that he deserves is he deserves all the praise because he cops all the criticism you know when we lose it's always his fault and people want to chuck it on him because of a price tag but I think he um, proved he's more than worth that price tag at the back end of the year and yeah he was simply outstanding I'm glad he got the recognition of the Dally M I feel sorry for Sean Sean had a fantastic year man he's one of my favourite players ever and um, I think if he won it no one would have batted an eyelid Mm -hmm. obviously he played that good but yeah, Kalen's last 10 weeks, I mean, he would have got six points every week nearly. And yeah. um, I'm glad he's on my team. I'm glad he's my captain. And uh, hopefully the combination can sort of stand the test of time and we can do what we spoke about um, in the off-season, which I, which I won't reveal. But, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm super proud of all those boys. I'm, I'm proud of everyone at the club, man. We copped a lot of grief at the start of the year with our inconsistent performances, but we we – we stuck to what our coach said and, and what Adzi believed in and uh, he got proof and right that the proof's in the pudding that what he believes in and what he stands for works as long as um, a group of 30 blokes are willing to buy into it. And we've got a base to build on now. We've finally got a culture where if you're a new player or a young player and you step up into our squad, you've got to live up to those cultural expectations. Otherwise, you may find yourself at the door. And I don't know if Newcastle have had that for a long period of time too. So uh, full credit to our coaching staff and our leaders of, of the club that have... Uh, built that over a period of time and uh, coming to fruition now. Uh, There's a lot of outside noise around Adam O'Brien uh, before you guys sort of kicked in the gear, I suppose. Uh, you know, yep. uh, a lot of media pundits saying he had, you know, half of his bags packed. They thought he was a loss away from losing his job. Some people saying that he didn't have the playing group. You are obviously a big part yep. of that playing group. Was there yep. any truth to that? Nah, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. 
uh, I, I can only talk on my own behalf. I would never ever speak on anyone else's behalf. Mm. I love Ad, I love Adzi and what he's done for for me as a person. Um, I said in an interview not long ago, he's the closest thing to Madge that I've ever seen in terms of like how much he cares about his players. Like he's got a deep love for us players. And as I said, I can only talk on my own behalf. You know, I go through some things away from the field that like, um, yeah, are pretty personal and pretty deep. But like the way he's been able to handle those situations with with his own personal thing with his mum, like uh, yep. rest in peace, such a beautiful lady. The way he was able to handle that, handle the noise and coach a footy side to perform, mate, I'd do anything for him. I honestly would. Like the way he helps me away from the field with things that I go through, the way that he brings me back down when I need it or, or empowers me, lifts me up. Like he's phenomenal, man. And like he's got that real steely edge and cares about this club as much as I've seen anyone care about a club and he's the man to lead us forward and he's the guy that's going to bring a premiership back here. Mm. So, yeah, I could wrap him to the cows, come home purely of what he's for what he's done for me um, and the way he just looks after the families. He brings the families together. He loves team events. He loves him and his partner, Shaz, love getting people around to their house, making us feel really welcome. So, great person, great coach and, yeah, I'm glad he's my coach because that steely edge that he brings brings the best out of people like myself and your Tyson Gambles and blokes like that. So, mm. yeah, super proud of him and, Hope he's my my coach for a long period of time. Uh, Jackson, for yourself, uh, towards the back end of the year, we see you go down with uh, an injury in, in what was a, a hip drop tackle. Uh, now, for those that may not know, you, you had a horrific leg injury the year before and you, you missed a lot yeah. of time from it, a hip drop as well. How, how bad was yeah. that? You ended up missing um, the, the finals footy. You played a little bit of that first game, had to go off the field. Yeah. And, and while we're on that too, I don't want to overload you, but you mentioned your battles away from the field. You've been pretty public uh, in saying that you've struggled at times with your mental health. How challenging was that upstairs as well? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, just in the moment when the hip drop happened, obviously it was an accident and I don't really begrudge anyone for it happening. Mm. I mean, I hope it never happens again because I've <laughs> obviously it's happened twice now and I'd love for it not to happen. Uh, people always go, why don't you run the ball more? Well, <laughs> in the back of my head, I've always got, I might get my legs snapped in half. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, on a serious note, though, when it happened, I remember just laying there thinking, oh, not again, man. Like, this can't this can't be, this cannot happen again. Had all the screws and plates in my leg, and I thought, nah, there's no way they've shifted. Like, they're in, they're tight, and limped off the field, whatever, and had the scans, and it come back with a, a grade one syndesmosis, which uh, most people, from what I get told can play within the one to two week range like you can play through the pain barrier as long as you got strength range and and function they're the three things that uh, they look for um i had the um the function and the range i didn't really have that greater strength so the the week after was always going to be a long shot for me and then i got the scan and it come back and um as i just touched on the grade one cindy but it didn't pick up the uh, – I had a little break in the bottom of my ankle that never healed. So I went for an X-ray and that showed it pretty clear. Then I went for a bone scan and it showed that like my my fibula, it's meant to sit like that and mine was separated like that. So I had a plate essentially from the preseason to the end of the year that held my leg together um, and was keep, keeping me going. It was mad. I, I, when I went home after finding that out, I was a bit like, geez, doctors are – special man like how, how am I able to play and function and it sort of made sense to me because I, I remember uh, complaining during the year about that part of my leg and we thought it was the plate or the screws and it was obviously just broken so I couldn't put time into my goal kicking um, I couldn't really put a heap of time into my general play kicking because obviously the workload you do on the field once you cool down and then you go to kick like your joints and all that are obviously sore and 
here I am doing it with a broken leg. So it, it kind of made sense to me towards the end. Anyway, I, I was lucky enough to rehab it. Um, I got got some opinion off some specialists and some surgeons, and they were happy for me to play. Uh, they didn't think that I could break it again in that spot. And then, obviously, 35 minutes in, I get an unfortunate knee just above where my plate is, and it snaps my fibula up top, which, yeah, I remember just sitting there with um, Craig Catterick, and I was just like, oh, man, I'd, I think this is broken. Um, and he just said to me, can you play the rest of the half? And it's a semi-final. I would have you do anything to play and try and stay out there. And I remember just limping around. I was just so lucky that Canberra didn't run any shape down our left-hand side because I, I could not move. I was saying to Bradman, like, just get ready to jam everything because I, I, I can't run. Um, I was limping around. And then half-time come, I sat down and I just tried to get up and run. I just could not get going, man. Like, it, it was borderline impossible for me. I had two breaks in my leg. Had a plate that was just, like, not sitting in the right spot. Had a my syndesmosis tightrope was hanging at the back of my ankle. Like I was in a bad way, and yeah, it was upsetting not to be able to finish that game because like the atmosphere at the end of that game, something like I've never seen before, and I couldn't really fully embrace it because I was so down in the dumps. You know what I mean? Like my headspace was like, I know that I've done something bad to this. Like I know that this isn't how your legs meant to feel. Um, and yeah, so like the 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 high of winning that game was so high, but at the same time for me, the emotion of being gone again and knowing that I'm going to have to go through a surgery again was so low. So I try to, I try to meet in the middle and not look like I was down and selfish and things like that. But yeah, as you said, like the mental side of it, yeah, it hit me pretty hard. And then seeing my mate Fitzy come off and what ended up being his last game for the Knights with his mm. shoulder because he battled so hard to get back from that. Like, yeah, we're sitting there pretty sad. So um, super grateful we won. Super grateful that we got to go into week two, but. Also extremely upsetting that, yeah, that cut my season short again. But I'm sitting here talking to you with a moon boot on three weeks post-op, three yeah. weeks to go till I get this thing off. And um, we go again, man. It definitely tests your mental fortitude for sure. Like it, it tests me every day, like um, doing simple things like getting off the lounge and making a feed or mm. going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, making my bed, putting my clothes away. Like it tests you up here all the time. And like for someone like me that like naturally I get tested every day, like, I never know how I'm going to wake up, you know what I mean? Like, am I going to be in a good mood today, bad mood today? Like, the people closest to me, like my partner, they never know what version of me they're going to get. So I'm pretty inconsistent with that, as it is anyway. And then when this happens, like, staying rock solid mentally is mm. probably not the easiest thing for someone like myself or anyone in general that goes through injuries, to be honest. But I know there's been people that have gone through worse, and I know there's people out there doing worse. I mean, I've just got to try and bring myself back to reality sometimes and realise that the sun rises the next day and just i just got to do what I can put one foot in front of the other, which is hard at the moment, but um, <laughs> just do what I've got to do, man. And um, yeah, I've got people around me that care about me and want to help me. So um, yeah, I've been training every day with um, Adam Clooney. He's been like my chauffeur picking me up. We do some training and then we do, you know, 50 to 100 passes sitting on our backside and he goes out and sits with me and sits down as well. So I'm super lucky to have people like him in my life and my partner and people that care about me. How um and and you can tell me to piss off at any stage, but you, you said before <laughs> that um you know sometimes you wake up and you don't know what kind of mood you're going to be in, and I think anyone that's battled with with their mental health uh, would relate to that. How do you, yeah. I suppose, not take that to work? You know, when when you've got to go to training, I'm assuming, I struggle. Yeah, I struggle. Yeah, yeah, I do struggle. Um, I struggle with that part of it, and that's something that I'm constantly learning and constantly trying to grow with. Not taking any negativity to my place of work and even at home like I, I want to be a person that 
is enjoyable to be around and I've struggled with that through my whole life. Like you can ask anyone that's ever played with me, they'd, I'd be the first one to admit that sometimes I let things from the outside take over. Um, and like what I was touching on with Adam O'Brien before, he's been a super help with me. Like, cause how can I compare to what he's been through? You know what I mean? I can't, I can't, I can never ever compare to that. But the way that he was so mentally strong and didn't bring that to work was more than impressive. And he's someone that's, you know, we'll, I'll go sit in his room for half an hour before training or an hour after training. And he'll talk me through how he, how he coped and what he does to deal with some of his stuff. And yeah, it's an inspiration to me. So I'm not the only one that, that goes through it, but mm. I certainly need to get better at it. And, um, one of my goals finishing this year, going into next year is yeah, being someone that people want to be around and not taking any sort of outside noise into work or even if I am struggling at work just um, not not showing any weakness but getting through it in a in a manner where you know I can get through work and then deal with it later on so yeah I've always been open about stuff like that like I feel I've been through situations in my life I've unfortunately had people close to me that have taken their own lives and I've never ever been at that stage and I would never ever come out and ever say I'm depressed because that that word is so strong and powerful and and what that does to people is is you know, heartbreaking. So I'd never be someone to come out and say something like that, but I certainly do struggle day to day with my moods and how I'm going to be. So, um, yeah, something I'm working on. And Mm -hmm. if I can talk about it and hopefully inspire, well, not inspire, but just encourage people that it's okay to talk about, like if you're not feeling all right and, and that can help one person. Um, I feel like I've done a job. So yeah, I'm pretty open with stuff like that, mate. And, um, just trying to, just trying to work on it and, be a better person, I guess. Well, what are team situations like that in, in 2023? You know, uh, I, I don't <laughs> want to speak for people playing 20, 30 years ago, but I can't imagine yeah. many prop forwards going into training saying, hey, I'm feeling a bit this or that today or whatever. Can, yeah. can you have those conversations with your teammates? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, man. We're, especially at our club. Like, I can only talk on behalf of the people at our club. Mm. Like, um, I suppose for me, because I'm really loud um, – I like to be a bit of a character and crack jokes and stuff. I think as soon as people see that, like I'm not being really loud and outspoken or having a joke, I think it. I think I make it really obvious. I don't intend to, but I think it's really obvious when I'm down. So we got people like even breaking my leg. So many people like in our club reached out to me and just offered a hand to do things and stuff. So really lucky in our environment at Newcastle that everyone cares enough about each other to do that and. I think that'd be the case with every NRL club because, you know, like you got to deal with the scrutiny from the media, um, you got to deal with your home life, then you got to go out and perform too. So I think everyone in the comp understands it, and certainly in this day and age, it's not frowned upon; it's encouraged. And we've got some great spokespeople within the NRL that do a great job. There's a lot of boys that are very public with their struggles or what they have been through to try and inspire the next generation of people to come out and be able to be positive about their situation. I think Nico. Hines obviously does a great job. He's a he's a great leader in the community, and he and he's very open with what he's gone through in the past too. So uh, people like that that have a big profile within the game doing it, it's definitely going to encourage others mm. to do it. So I think the game's certainly in good stead with that, mate, for sure. Jackson, uh, a lot of people may not be aware you, you had a great stint in the Super League, and I know it's something that's very close to your heart. You've been part of that England yep. setup as well. Yep. Um, we'll look at some of the boys coming over from there uh, in a second. Before we do, yeah. I reckon in the past, mate, the Super League was looked at as a place where NRL players at the back end would go and, and finish their careers, and, and some still do. 
However, yeah. the pathway's changed a bit. For yourself, you won a Man of Steel award over there, which for those that don't know is, is their Dally M award. And obviously you're back in the NRL. Uh, Bevan French has just won that award over there. And, and you and him would be similar ages. Is he a kind of player that can take something from that and maybe even come back here one day? Born on the exact same day, same well, there year, you go. funny enough. Yeah, it's a pretty funny thing. I've known Bevan since we were maybe 12 years old. We played a New South Wales touch team together and then we come through playing like uh, New South Wales footy and touch together. So, yeah, Bev's an extreme talent, mate. He would he would absolutely kill it back here if he got the chance. And I'm sure once his contract's done with Wigan and he fulfills that and he's playing in a grand final this week and um, for his sake, I hope he gets the, the job done there. Um but people like him would brain it back in the NRL, man. He just needs an opportunity, just like everyone. Like you got to go to a place where you can thrive, and there's a spot there for you where you can take the advantage of. But when you go back to the yeah, so when I when I went over in 2018, like I didn't really have a choice. So I either made it work over there and I committed fully to it, or you played 37 NRL games, won two minor premierships, and played a couple of finals games and you were the most hated player in the NRL for a long, long period of time. You know, I would have had to live with that tag for the rest of my life. And I remember just flying over and um, going to a small club that I'd never heard of, Salford. I didn't even know that it was a part of Manchester or I didn't know where it was at all. And um, just flying over, I just had the mindset, I have to um, make the most of this. I have to dive headfirst into this and I just have to be myself and play good footy. And um, yeah, one thing led to another and had the best four years of my life like I couldn't have asked for you know a better four years of footy I made two grand finals in a row obviously got beaten both of them but just went on some big runs obviously touched on the Man of Steel that was a great honour um, you know played for Great Britain met some fabulous people got to play in front of 70,000 or 65,000 at um, Old Trafford the home of Manchester United uh, got to take Salford to their first ever grand final just little like there's so many peaks I had over there that I'll just remember forever I'm super grateful for my time there they the English people and the the fans and the people that work for both the clubs I played at Salford and Wigan just changed my whole perspective on footy and made it enjoyable again made me feel like I was the best player in the world and you know they just helped me so much and um, I'll be forever in, indebted to what they've done for me man and um, I'm still heavily invested in Super League I get up at four o'clock stupid o'clock and watch yeah. the boys play and as you said like the one guy that I looked at, funny enough, that I got to play with at Manly, who's now my assistant coach, was Blake Green. When he went over, he went over as a, a younger guy. I couldn't really crack it in the NRL. Um, dominated in Super League and then got a contract back with the Storm and uh, the rest is history. Ended up having a crack at back end of his career. So mm-hmm. I drew a lot of inspiration from him and then getting to play with him and now get to work under him. We share some uh, war stories from over there and we got Michael Dobson who actually played at Salford where I played and played with Greeny at Hull KR. So we've got ties everywhere from over there. But, you know, Brody Croft went over there, won a man of steel at Salford where I was, and then Bevan's won a man of steel. So uh, I think Brody's a couple of years younger than me and Bev, but there's definitely room to come back if you're willing to do the work. And those two boys are just two of many blokes that have gone over there and done well and um, would definitely be a shot at coming back if, if that's what they desired. You know, there was times over there where – I didn't even want to come back. You know, I was that mentally scarred from the amount of stuff that I went through that I was like, you know, why would I go put myself back through that? And then I flipped over to the other side of the bed and I was like, well, if I don't ever go back, I'll regret it. I know I'll regret it. And I know I'm good enough to play in the NRL and I know I can be a good player. Well, better than a good player in the NRL. Just need an opportunity. I need to earn it. And 
I spent four years over there and I feel like I've earned the opportunity to come back and just want to keep earning everything I get. So, um, yeah, so so grateful for what it gave me. And um, if everything goes to plan and I'm injury-free and whatever, I'll finish my career at the Knights. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that goes for a long, long period of time, but I'd love to go back and give give something back to the game over there in any capacity um, when, I'm a, when I'm done hopefully winning a comp here at Newcastle and playing some really good footy here. Well, see, you and me, this is the only time I ever say we're both intelligent men. We're, we're both, uh, our partners are pommies, so we can sort oh, those yeah. double visas out. So, yeah, it makes travelling yeah. a lot easier over there. I'm lucky I've got a ancestry visa, so I can just go to Beautiful. and from, thanks to mum, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just on the Super League, too, do you think the gap's being bridged a little bit in quality? Um, you look at some of the players that have gone over there recently, mate, and I'm, I'm, I'm still looking in that Knights bubble. Tex Hoy, obviously. Yep. Uh, Jakey yep. Clifford left Newey to go over. Lockie Miller could do anything over there. And Lockie Fitz, you're a great yep. mate as well. Adam Clune. Yep. Yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah, mate, like, I, th- I feel like um, certainly the clubs, that, uh, the top five clubs over there, and that's no disrespect to the other clubs, but like your Wiggins... St. Helens, your Warrington, Warringtons and Leeds when they get it right, um, your Hull FCs can be anything, like Catalan at full strength. Like clubs like this um, at full strength, I think we saw with St. Helens in the World Club Challenge and um, on their day they can certainly compete with any NRL side on their day and I think the World Club Challenge over a number of years has proven that. I know Australia Australian teams, sorry, the NRL teams usually get the wood, but like I remember watching Wigan uh, tower Cronulla up at the DW Stadium over there. Um, I think it was two. Th- wasn't it Cronulla in the comp sixteen? Yep. So it would have been that preseason. I watched them towel up Cronulla. I obviously seen St Helens beat Penrith. So I feel like the bridge. Sorry, mate. I feel like the bridge is is shutting. Mm. Um, and people are going over there with a lot of footy left in them. You know, they're not just going over for. It used to be called, as you said, like a bit of a payday, and um, people would go over there when they're retired. But people are going over there with a lot of footy left in them. Cliffo done a great job at FC. Texas been injured, but he's played some good footy. Um, and I know Fitzy's going to Fitzy will go over there and dominate. Lockie Miller, as you said, could the way he plays will certainly suit the club he's at. Leeds Rhinos, they're. A, they're a very um, flamboyant side, offloads, play a lot of footy out of their own end, so that'll suit Lockie down to the ground and he'll brain it over there. But I think my little mate will be the one at Huddersfield, Adam Clune. I know we're, we're close and I'll defend him regardless, but I just think like his skill set's so elite, man. We didn't get to see the best of him in his stint in the NRL and he might even come back and, and prove a lot of people wrong. Mm-hmm. But like he's, his skill set from when we were younger to now um, – I would argue is the best I've been alongside in terms of passing a ball and things like that, man. He's elite. So I think he'll go over there and absolutely dominate. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he come back quicker than quicker than most. Uh, getting a lot of poms over to our shores too that are putting on a show. Dominic Young, the season he put together this year at Newey. Yeah. I know you guys are gutted to see, to see him leave. But uh, a couple of boys coming over. What can you tell us about Will Price and, and Kai Pierce paul do, do you think they're a chance to play in first grade? Yeah, Kai Pisspoor, oh, I love him, man. Like, I got to play with him at Wigan. Um, you can't call him Kai Pisspoor, though. You've got to call him KPP. Okay, apologies. In capital, in, right. in capital letters. Yep. No, that, that's not for me. He just texted me before <laughs> and t- told t- – he said, make sure Elliot calls me KPP. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, nah, six foot six or seven, um, big frame, can offload as good as anyone I've seen. I would never, ever compare someone to Sonny Bill ever in my life because he's one in a generation talent. 
I've seen Kai do some freaky things over there where the play's dead and it just the ball comes to you. You've always got to be alive. Like someone like Kalen sniffing around the back of Kai Pierce Paul on a short ball or even going into contact and being able to hold it up here and flick it the back, front, mm. sideways, whatever. He can do some things that, yeah, you look at him and just go like, you're, you're a gifted individual, you know what I mean? Not only that, he's a great person. Um, single mother of three boys, two are professional rugby union players, and obviously Kai wow. is taking the leap to come to the NRL and um, financially coming is going to change his whole family's life. So, I mean, it's sensational to see someone that's committed their life to rugby league get something that they deserve, and he's certainly earned everything he's got. So really looking forward to rekindling our friendship, looking after him. He's a young fella and... Uh, got a lot of time and care for him. Um, created a really good bond with him over um, in the UK. He always comments on my photos. I comment on his. So really looking forward to helping him become an elite NRL player. If I can do that, I'd, I'd love to see him shine here. And then Will Price is um, son, of, son of Leon. So anyone that's a huge diehard fan of rugby league would know how good Leon Price was. Brilliant to watch. Floated across the ground. Big, big frame, 5'8". And Will's pretty similar, just got the feet man like fast athletic rangy great feet good skill set um he plays a bit of six one like i could see him even like becoming an outside back like a, a center mm-hmm. he loves fullback but i mean if you're a fullback wanting to come to the Knights, it's just a little <laughs> bit unfortunate you might have to wait 12 years but um yeah i can see them both fitting in somewhere but mm. they've both got a gift mate kai's is the ability to offload at will and will uh sorry yeah offload at will mm. and will prices is um, he's got that it it factor, you know. He, he scores and he does this, and like he just looks good doing it. Where's where's the pink boots? And um, looking forward to see seeing them both grow. You know what I mean? Like they'll come out here. Obviously, the heat will play a factor in the preseason, but we've got a group now that are really committed to bringing the best out of one another. And you'll see a lot of older heads get around those two and help them out. And yeah, they could be as as the rugby league guru would say, they could be anything. So um, really looking forward to working with them, man. And um, seeing them reach their potential. There's nothing better than seeing um, a young fella grow and, and, and reach his potential. So yep. um, really looking forward to being a part of their journey and having them at the Knights. And they'll definitely get bums off seats um, at Mac Jones along with um, the other superstars we've got at the moment. Jackson, um, we'll have to wrap up in a sec, but I think there's a lot more to get through. So I'll have to do a part two at some stage. Um, but Yeah, but easy. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Uh, it wasn't that long ago we actually spoke to um, Peter Parr. You had a footy with, uh, Triple M NRL and, and asked about you and he he sung your praises like I hadn't heard before so obviously something's yeah, clicked right. at Newcastle for yourself personally with that team and I know you got some great people around you mate so from an outsider that's you know just a footy fan it's uh, been a pleasure to watch your resurgence uh, in a way we wish you the best of luck yep. with your recovery as well and, and hope we get to speak to you again oh well, that's nice I, I wish I'd listened to it I thought Parry was off me nah he's um <laughs> He's a he's a great fellow, man. He's helped obviously turn the club around with just with his knowledge and mm-hmm. as you've seen up in Townsville, what he's been able to do with that team and keep them together and stuff. Yeah. So it's obviously nice getting praise off people within the club because as I said to you just before, like the only opinion that truly matters is the one of yourself and the one of people that work within the four walls of your team that um, get to see what happens every single day. So for someone like Pari to Give me a rap is great, mate, and I obviously really appreciate that. But thanks for having me on as well. Like I, I love talking footy, man. It's just the one thing I know and one thing I care about and love doing. So, yep. um, no, nah, I appreciate the kind words. And whenever you want to do a part two, let's yep. 
Let's do it. And I mean, your choice in yeah. NFL teams is garbage with the Cincinnati Bengals, but you're nah, talks hang, on, hang on a second. Your, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have a team. Right. I support players, and Joe Burrow. Oh, you're like, one I of think them. We could, right. You're a player. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not like like. I went to San Fran last mm. year and mm. I know they're flying at the moment, but like, how can you not like a Christian McCaffrey yeah, or a George Kittle or Debo Samuel, you know what I mean? Or Philly with Jalen Hurts. Like, I like players, man. Yeah. Like, but if we're going to talk about basketball, yeah. LeBron James, you just got to follow <laughs> him around everywhere. The Kang, mate. Fair, fair. All right. Jackson Hastings. Who do you go for again? I'm a Tampa fan, but I'll qualify oh, way before the Brady times. Way before the Brady times. In I like fact, Baker, actually. I was so going to say, right. Baker and you, not dissimilar in a lot of ways. Jackson Hastings. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> a pleasure, brother. Appreciate your time. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. Triple M Footy.